So let me tell you a story, a water story. See, when you tell a story about water, you're telling a story about the essence and the very fabric of life. And it's life in its most intimate and intricate detail. Hi there, it's Matt Thorne. I'm your host and I'm calling, uh, talking in fact, from the water temple, the shires of England. Yes, we have a water temple here. I know what you're thinking. Why water? Why story? And why now? Well, it's a critical time for humanity. And I'm sure as we look around us, we seem to be a species and a planet in transition. So how can our relationship with water offer us the solutions we're looking for and at the same time contribute to an evolution in our consciousness, whether that's individual or collective? Well, we need to go on a journey to find out. You see, water is a journey you go on to discover life. And there's a magic point on that journey. It's a point of no return, no going back, no getting off, and no way out. It's an infinite adventure. Ultimately, it becomes a journey of remembering. And there's a simple message about relationship. And it is from here where you can gather all the solutions that we need. And Water Stories is the journey to get to this magic point. See, right now there's a revolution going on. There's probably many revolutions going on the planet, but this one's a scientific one and it's underway. And they don't come around very often. When they do, they rock the boat across all the sciences and there's huge resistance to change. And there's a fundamental shift in the way we are thinking about water. And with that comes a shift in our understanding about life. And we need to brace ourselves for the journey ahead. And we've got a lot of subjects to cover. And we're going to accelerate this understanding and experience of water's true nature. This could be from the structure of your DNA to the birth of the galaxy and everything in between, because water is there somewhere fulfilling its role. And whether I like it or not, we each have a relationship with it as we dance through life. And so Water Stories is going to weave the content of this pioneering new water science with the context of timeless, indigenous, uncontaminated wisdoms with the source and effectively the eternal nature of our consciousness. And it's going to bring all these knowledge systems together at a fundamental level. And so hopefully we're going to look at to inspire a generational change in, in our relationships. And I mean, all our relationships with water, the environment and nature, ourselves, each other, even broader to the cosmos and life itself, and look to answer many of humanity's challenges to fulfill its ultimate potential. So this is, these are deep dives into the multidimensional and transdisciplinary aspect of this creative watery element. It's intergenerational it's multicultural and it covers all knowledge systems no one and nothing is left out and it leaves you questioning our relationship to all things um, all beings in fact all of life so i know a lot of people ask me the question how did you get into water well there's a lot of avenues into water it doesn't matter which one you take we all arrive at this magic point and see everyone's journeys around there. So mine actually started as a uh, spending over three decades gracing the, uh, the, the, the skies as, um, as an aviator. I've flown many different aeroplanes at big heights and big speeds. Um, and you get blessed to have nature 
bestow your surroundings with, with, with the most magnificent of shows. And that is created simply by the movement of water and light, immersing you in this uh, forever changing poetry and gives you a vantage point as well of the cosmos. Um, looking at the logbook, if you actually, I must have dedicated an entire year of my life to being wholly immersed in a cloud of some sort. Um, outside of the clouds, you're watching their formation, the dynamic movement and, and all the structures built around you. And the rest of the time you've either dodged or you've surfed them. And then obviously when you're looking down from earth, um, or from above, sorry, earth gazing, that's another story because when you're traversing some of the greatest bodies of water and rivers from above, you see these dynamics of natural flow and infinite expressions of, of meander and movement. And that you know that there's some kind of tapping into some kind of watery master, um, an architect at work. And then later, as, as we discover, you find that it's, it's the master listener of all things as well. Um, but when we, when my conscious kind of uh, relationship to water was simply by drinking good water. I know a lot, we're going to answer this question, what is good water? And coming from an Eastern perspective, as, as I started to learn the art of movement, the only one talking this perspective was the legendary Masaru Emoto. And I was very blessed to have a few years learning directly from him. And so that was my entry into the consciousness of science. And we're going to talk about the Hado of science. And let's not worry about that word for right now, but it's, it's, it's directly related to our consciousness. At the same time, I had to dust off the old physics degree and learn about the new water sciences. There were some really profound discoveries in there. And it became shattering to know the truth about water or be on the, on the journey to understand the truth about water. Um, so how could we be relating to water in terms of our, our consciousness and, and what kind of impact can that make to our health, whether it's individual and, and planetary? The impact is so broad and, and, broad and the potential is, is really quite huge. And it, and it teaches us to, to, to um, relate to it ethically and intentionally. Um, and the potential of how far we could shift the potential and future of humanity and the planet is really quite huge. But let's just talk about the birth of water stories, because this, this began in the kingdom of Hawaii. And I went over to Hawaii. I was called there for many, many years, and I was deepening into some healing traditions and some protocols, which had been uh, created by a wonderful uh, late departed guest, Hugh Gilbert. And, and this is about aligning the body as well. So it's all about alignment of the body and very connected to the waters as well. And it's him who guided me onto the pathway towards Dr. Masaru Moto. So I'm deeply grateful for that. But I expanded this into a, a water pilgrimage and I can't quite explain why I was called to do that, but it has this kind of allure. And my reason was to search out some kind of water wisdom. It was also the wettest point on the planet or one of the wettest points on the planet. I was, I was excited to be amongst this... Um, uh, <laughs> to be immersed in these rains is actually on Kauai, actually on the western coast of Kauai, uh, which actually stands, I believe it stands for the rains of God. And there I am immersed in the rains of God, uh, where everybody couldn't see the amazing views of there when I was dancing in the rain going, wow. Um, but this one actually starts off in Hawaii, the big island, and invited a, a fellow water researcher over there, a, a genius crystallographer called uh, Veda Austin. And I said, hey, do you fancy learning about some water in Hawaii from, from the elders? Sure. So she comes over. And our first elder was a U.S.-born elder. And she actually heard me speak at Glastonbury. But she was one of the first Westerners to be honored with the tradition of the, of the Andes. Amazing, amazing knowledge. I would urge you to go and 
uh, follow her work and we will include her in, in some of the stories. Uh, Elizabeth Jenkins is her name. And she heard that some water speakers were out were on, were on the island there and I went there to learn and so did Vader, but they heard that we were the speakers. So we got introduced to a few locals and we started talking story because everybody talks story there. And that's how it was, it was born. I went there to learn, ended up having to teach myself. And obviously as the great ad said, you know, to, if you really want to learn something, you teach it. It was there we met uh, a wonderful and very beautiful Julie, who's married to the Kahu Kalani Souza, Reverend Kalani Souza, uh, Souza. And we were really graced and blessed to, to meet Kalani and be brought into his ohana. And I remember this meeting very well. It was like a scene from the Lord of the Rings. I'll never forget it with when you meet a being of such such grace um, it's such presence and such power in his words and such such humbleness um, holding such space for for the truth to emerge and he, he welcomes us into his ohana and it's my first sense of really what ohana really means the extended family and he, from there he guided me to oahu what actually means the uh, the temple or the altar to God, should we say, with the most spectacular scenery. All the islands are very different, by the way, but they all have a different um, different terrain and different uh, geology, and it's, it's fantastic. And he, and he guided me there to meet Chief Papale, who is the, uh, the chief who speaks for the Earth Mother, Samoan elder who resides on Oahu. Uh, known as Doc Tusi and, and arriving there, he treated me as well like an elder and his whole family treated me as an elder. And it was the, the respect that was amazing and the humbleness was, 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 was just tremendous. And we had this conversation over lunch where I, for some reason I said, I do believe that the new water science has evolved enough to understand indigenous wisdoms. And he leaned forward and he whispered with his very powerful, soft and gentle, rarely spoken voice, affirm indigenous wisdoms and i nodded in agreement and adjusted and of course corrected my my train of thought ever since and he said it's time the future is a weave between all knowledge systems you bring the scientists i'll bring the elders but we have to hurry as we don't have much time so there's this sense of urgency to get the knowledge and the wisdom weave through and this has given great direction to water stories he also spoke about something that's one of the most profound things I've ever heard. And, he's, and something I didn't understand at the time, but it's become deeply obvious since. And he spoke about the greatest of all the waters. And at some point on this journey, we'll be introduced to the greatest of all the waters. So this is why and where we begin to weave and converge all these knowledge systems, these wisdoms together. It's like a global water song, a chorus from all the voices of humanity, all cultures, people, all ages, water talk story, water wisdom, both conventional in science, timeless indigenous and new contemporary as well in new science. And there'll be a lot of ceremony, a lot of prayer, and some song, maybe even some dance if we can fit that in as well. And we'll be talking to the legends of science and consciousness, both past those who knew them and have studied them well and present. The elders from all Polynesia, Australasia, Siberia, the Americas, Asia, Africa, Europe, artists, um, who understand that water is a, we are a co-participant with water. Um, and looking at some of the crystallography that's going on, the structures, the patterns and the geometry that is revealing, that is revealed in water and our consciousness can be seen within water. We'll be speaking to some of the environmental advocates, the luminaries, the thought leaders, um, mystics as well with the, we, we can't leave out the mystical 
connection to water as it's this multidimensional substance. And obviously looking at some emerging conscious water technology as well, which gives us hope and how you can drink the best and the greatest water with each sip and how our new understanding of science and the application of that is really going to assist the, um, the future of how we treat, manage, ut utilize, and relate to our waters. This, it's an infinite journey of subject matters from consciousness to guardianship to environment, eco-governance as well as something I'd like to discuss with the justice, the wild law, the rights of nature, the regenerative agriculture, the wild water law, very important, which is a global citizen-led initiative dedicated to supporting the radical healing of our planetary waters and cycle. How, how can each of one of us make this law a global reality and protect it for generations? One thing that's really important is why do we know so little about water? Why have we separated and disconnected from nature? And we're going to go delving into that as well and wondering, look around us, all the pollution. And when I, when I look at the pollution out there, I don't see pollution. I don't see pollution per se. I see the effects of pollution because the pollution happens way upstream. We're going to get right into the source of where and why that happens. And with that, we're going to develop a new relationship to our choices and to our body, to water in the body, to nature, to cosmos. And um, yeah, and uh, there's going to be some magic. <laughs> I might even throw in some European, um, not European, my apologies, some Epicurean aspects, the perspective of the fine bottled waters. Now, I know bottled water has got a bit of a bad rap, but we're going to discuss that as well, its history and its purpose as it's veered way, of course, in recent decades. And as Papalay said, how about drinking that with the greatest of all the waters? That is the key. And we'll look at some of the infrastructure that we can put in there as well. So we're going to bring that right back into and, and face these conversations head on. It's effectively where science and technology meets or merges with art and consciousness. And as such, there's so much to learn in what makes water what it is. Um, so much to share and, and so much to give. It's life at its most mystical, magical there's so much wonder. There's so much awe. It's 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 intimate. It's intricate. It's it's magnificent. It really is magnificent, and it opens its heart to those, or it reveals itself to those whose heart is open. That's quoted from a really wonderful water crystallographer. We'll bring onto the show. It'll be epic, full of fun, unexpected twists and turns, and quite profound in places as well. So whether you arrive from a more, shall we say, rational, scientific, inquisitive mind or a more creative, intuitive one, sooner or later, you're going to meet and the true nature of water is just going to wow you. It becomes awesome and you become awestruck in its sheer magnificence and the truth of it will hit home. And there'll be a calling within you. You're kind of gasping for breath, thirsty resonating for, for the full immersion and that's it you simply be unable not to dive in and get swept along in its flow and that's where you'll find us to say as we do it's a product it doesn't come even close to doing it justice it is something to be completely revered and my aim is to shift you towards this reverence it is the grand unifier it's the essence of who we are. We're all this creative expression of water, and everything is, in fact. 
And if we can see all of life in this sacredness of water and make this sacredness universal, we might have a chance. And a great global fellowship is possible if we can. And you ask, how long are we going to go for? Well, until every voice is heard, until the last story has been told, because we're all in the waters together. And if you like the potential of what this is to come, please check out mattthor.com, M-A-A-T-T-H-O-R. And I'll see you in the next episode. Water, about love. Aloha.